Welcome to the Watch OK Please podcast, a podcast where three friends try to convince each other to devote what little time they have left to watch more TV and or movies than they've ever wanted to watch. Please join us while we argue about our media cues and waste everyone's valuable time on things that just don't matter. Watchers, it's Nine, and thank you for joining us for another round of useless and irrational opinions on the Watch OK Please podcast. This week, I pitched the show The Bear, that is currently streaming on Hulu. For those of you joining in this week's watch, which I hope is everyone because the show is so good, the proposed watch order is the first three episodes of season one. As a heads up, we recorded this a week or so after The Bear was actually released, which is why there are fewer references in today's episode to the growing press coverage of the show. This week's episode is not brought to you by Lamp. Lamp, it lights up your nights, and Lamp is also beloved by fictional KVWN weatherman, Brick Tamland. So don't eat the lamp you have, and please buy another lamp as soon as practical, because we all have so much love to give, but only to Lamp, and no one else. Brick loves Lamp almost as much as I love a stale Anchorman reference, and we know you will too. If you're digging this podcast, please subscribe and also rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Or just give us a shout on our social media pages. We'd really appreciate it. And if you have a show or movie you want us to watch, or just something you want us to randomly mention on air, leave us a voicemail on our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash watchokplease. So, in summary, watch, listen, rate, and subscribe, please. All right, watchers and chefs, let's get ready for service. Hey guys, it's Nye, and I'm here to pitch a show called The Bear. It is available rawr. now. On, yes, rawr! As, and it's it's probably appropriate because when I uh, I don't take my shirt off at the beach because I'm I'm so hairy, I'm con- concerned that people will shoot me with a tranquilizer gun because they think I'm a bear. However, this is available <laughs> on Hulu. It is not an actual bear. All episode, eight, eight episodes are available now. And before I get into the show itself, I, I have a quick question for, for Dan and Jason. Have you guys been to the French Laundry? I have. Really? Good for you, Dan. I have definitely not been to the French Laundry. Fair enough. So stuff like, you know, fine dining and, and cooking. Generally, I kind of get the impression you guys are are into cooking and appreciate like. Thomas Keller. I mean, you might you may have been to like, say, per se, if you were if you're more New York centric for him or whatnot. But yeah, uh, for those people that know, the French Laundry is an iconic institution that he actually had inherited from the previous owner who unfortunately just passed away during the pandemic, I believe, actually, the original, the original owner uh, over there who actually helped build the wine cellar over there as well. But there, it, it's in Yountville, California, right there in the heart of Napa. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I never got to go there, but I did go to the restaurant Ad Hoc, which was also owned by Thomas Keller. And right. I forget if it was in Yountville or like down the road from Yountville. It's down the road. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah it's it's in the same area. And it was, it's like the more casual version of the French laundry. Right. And, you know, it was very good. A little weird, actually. I, I went there. So ad hoc's thing was that they were like all family style because, and you couldn't order anything. Like you'd walk in, they'd be like, "This is what's for dinner tonight," and then they, but they would be so dedicated to family style that they'd be sitting there and they'd be like, "So here's the wine. We're not going to pour it for you because this is family style. So we're going <laughs> to place it in the middle of the table. You take what you want." And I'm like, you know, people have done family style restaurants and you don't need to explain how this works every uh, every time you bring something out, you know, but okay. 
I mean, so but, but yeah, it, Thomas Keller, yeah, but it, but it, but it's not the French version of the Olive Garden, just to be clear to everybody. I mean, yeah. it's something my mom would love to check out. She loves the Olive Garden because so, when we're there, we're family, guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Dan and I uh, both love a really nice, really uh, elegant meal. Dan, actually, whenever I'm in New York, Dan's the guy I ask, like, where should I go out to eat? Because he always knows the best places to eat. Although a little less so now, unfortunately, with my recent dietary restrictions. But yeah, but I, I try to keep up at least a little bit. So now you've got me intrigued because when you said the show was named The Bear, I, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I thought it was about wildlife. And now you're talking about restaurants. I went to, so. I went to two places. I went to the, the, the Kasdan penned movie called The Bear that was made back in the late 80s, which followed a bear you know, in, in, in its journey basically from cub to, you know, kind of adult, if you will. And it's adventure. It's just get it's, it's very, it was a very interesting story. And then that, and then the other type of bear as it relates to humans. Got it. It's none of those. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like where your head's at. Uh, so, so ultimately, and, I mean, so we've gotten back to the, past the French language part. And, and I know you guys, just from talking to you, you enjoy good, intense storytelling, right? Like mm-hmm. Mamet with like, as we've discussed in the past, right yeah. up your alley. And the, so I think this will, this will resonate and work for you guys and might be even better. I mean, hmm. like, to me, it seems like an evolution of Mamet, but you don't have to take my word for it because I'm going to, even before getting into what the, uh, the show is about, I don't need, uh, let's just go with uh, our Lord and Savior, Margaret Lyons with New York Times' summary of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because she, uh, this just came out recently, so it hasn't gotten a ton of press from what I can tell. And she says, it's easily among TV's most cacophonous shows. FX's The Bear is a textured, tender tale of passion, conflict, and determination. Jeremy Allen White stars as Carmi, a celebrated chef, needy and greasy, who takes over his family's Italian beef sandwich shop in Chicago after his brother's death. Everything is a mess. The kitchen is filthy, debts are mounting, and the staff's default mode of communication is rage-fueled yelling. But that means there's room to grow. And Ido Adebiri, who I'll get into further, gives one of the year's best performances as a green but brilliant young chef. And even when the show hits traditional beats, it's never quite what one would expect. I, I didn't know what this was uh, going into it. And Kate just said, I'm really excited about this show called The Bear. And I was like, fine, let's just watch it. Like, we, we're, we've got a pretty open slate. She's like, I'd like to get, get ahead of it before people start talking about it. Then I, I watched it. Then I read Margaret Lyons' review of it. And I, we, we got through this an entire weekend. Wow. All, all the episodes are like 30 minutes each, eight episodes. And the what really... Solely was the first episode. I was hooked almost instantaneously because the, the cacophony and the quiet moments of the show hits in such a solid, grounded way that never feels forced or overly dramatic. It is, as she describes, a, a chef coming back to take over a restaurant that his brother uh, ran, you know, now that his brother's passed away. But ultimately, it's just really good storytelling with food prep porn. And it's that Ooh, intensity yeah. of the kitchen. Nice. With layered with this amazing, like this really well done soundtrack, it it knows when to talk a lot and knows when to shut up. So it's the perfect <laughs> example. It, honestly, like starting from episode one, it's the perfect example of show not tell because it jumps right in and it doesn't have time to explain anything to you, Jagoffs. Like it, it's based in Chicago. Yeah. So so you would basically say that the only thing sharper than the knives in the kitchen are the wit and the dialogue. <laughs> I think that's fair. 
and there are a couple of dull knives that, uh, that that come into play. So that that gets to be a, a, a plot point at some point as well. And I know it sounds weird. I know what you're thinking. Why is Nyan pitching a show that involves a shop that sells beef sandwiches when he famously does not eat beef? That's how good of a show this is. Where's the beef? There's this weird element of slight surrealism with a very well-grounded plot that is just nonstop in your face. It just keeps going. It doesn't give you time to be like, I'm bored. Good. We have service. Shut up and get and get to your station, station, chef, because we have a show to do. Eight episodes, it flows right by. And it's got a, a cast that I wasn't as familiar with, but everyone really stands out. Like Jeremy Allen White, who plays the lead, I guess, was I never watched Shameless, but he played Lip in Shameless. Have you guys seen that? I have not. And I've I only seen a couple of random episodes. I don't recognize of the name either. He was sort of, um, he was one of the, one of the kids. He, I, he's got okay. a distinctive face, so you, you might recognize mm-hmm. him when you see him. And then there's the, the chef that uh, Margaret Lyons mentions in her write up, which is uh, played by Ayo Edibiri, who I, I, the only reason I know who that is, is I've listened to this. Slightly better podcast called Hollywood Handbook. And she's been on that a couple of times. And she also played, interesting enough, a show we've covered in the past, Big Mouth. She took over the role of Missy, oh. like you know, some of the later mm-hmm. So she's, it's funny because Hollywood Handbook is essentially a comedy podcast. You know, Big Mouth is, is very much a comedy, but she does a lot of really good dramatic work here. And on top of that, you've got an actual chef in Maddie Maddison. Madditz- I don't know if you guys are. Oh, yeah, I know wow, Matty Madison. Yeah. I, I watch his uh, YouTube videos. I, I've heard he's nice. awesome yeah. from Friends in the Food Industry, and then he's in the show, like, as a regular character. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. And then there, the two other folks that caught my eye that I'm not as familiar with but might, you know, uh, trigger a reaction from folks are uh, Eben Moss Backrack. He was on the show yeah. Girls as Desi Harpin. Yes, I, I did great in that, in uh, as that character, as Desi and he's in the dropout. Wait, who did he play in the dropout? He played the the writer. Oh my god! I forget the lawyer. I forget the writer's name, but the writer for the Wall Street Journal. Yes, that's him. Like he's oh my totally god. different. He's almost. I did the same thing when I was watching. I'm like, this guy looks familiar, but I don't get him at all. And then I realized it was Desi from Girls, and I'm like, totally different character. Great really engaging, really charismatic. So, so that's great. In fact, I was literally thinking the other day, I'm, I'm not kidding. I was actually thinking this, I was going, you know, why doesn't that guy get more work? He's really good and he's really <laughs> engaging. So great. I'm glad there's a show that he's in. Oh, he, he is brilliant. He's he got me. I'm, I can't wait to watch this already. Awesome. <laughs> the only other person I could think of that might pull people in was Abby Elliott from SNL also has a, a oh, decent role wow. in there. Mm. So, I haven't, seen, if it's, I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, she does a great job. But ultimately, all of this together, the intensity of the show, it's well-paced, grounded, and they do a great job with the music. It all works together. I I want to use the term Gestanzum's work because I have I don't get to use it all the time, but this feels like that's close to it. And I, I, as, as far as a watch or order goes, I think you're going to be hooked from the first episode because I even rewatched it right before we recorded this. And I was like, I just want to watch this again. But I would say watch the first three episodes, and I think you'll be hooked. Think of the first three episodes like a, like, a, like your you know the first three courses of your long eight course meal. Boom! There you go. Done. It's our tasting menu. Yeah. So honestly, I 
I think you're going to have a great time with this one. Super easy to digest. Never looked at my watch once while watching this. Mm. It's just so well paced and so so on top of things. It's it's an utter delight. And I think I, I think it hasn't gotten enough press now, but I think it's going to pick up um, maybe by the time this drops because we're recording a little, a little bit at a time. But. When did it come out? Because I've not heard of this show at all. Same like, yeah. last weekend. Totally like you said, the bear, and last I was like, nope, never heard of that. I thought it you were last weekend from like deep in the catalog on Netflix or something like that. I'm fairly certain it was last weekend, which that's crazy. Yeah. It was like a week, oh, a, a week before we recorded this. Yeah. 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 Wow. So June it came out. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Well, th- there you go. I mean, it's, that's, it's definitely apropos. It's like, it's recent for me. It's the, the lure of it being steeped in food. Like you said, is great for me. I definitely, definitely you know, appreciate that. The fact that we're seeing Chicago is nice too, because you know, mm. I mean, I don't always get to go revisit that city in in, in TV or film terribly often, obviously. You know, and so it'll be it'll be good to kind of see see that kind of backdrop there as well. Yeah, they, they do a good job integrating. I feel like integrating the city and just uh, overall into the show. I think the first pilot episode maybe is a little less indicative of how the the rest of the show runs in terms of some of the the smash editing that they use and some of the the still pictures, but. Overall, you got, I think you get a, a good like run through Chicago and the intensity of chefs and just like a, a small restaurant that they're just trying to keep alive. And that's good. I feel like Chicago doesn't get like the respect it deserves, right? I mean, yeah. this is the third largest city. New sure. York and LA are in, you know, that's 80% of TV shows right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got giant Chicago, which is essentially like the biggest city between New York and Denver. At least on the northern half of the country, like it is the hub of the Midwest. Right. And, you know, how often do you actually see a show about it? There aren't too many. Probably other than ER, which could have been anywhere. Like they would barely reference Chicago. Chicago Fire and, you know, a couple other things too. Happy happy Endings in the League are the only two that immediately jump out. Oh, yeah. Chicago based shows. Is the League? I don't think I actually knew where the League was. I know, right? It's so like vague and generic, and I'm pretty sure it's clearly filmed in California. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I just sure. sort of got like vague California vibes from that show. Yeah, no. Although most of those guys are Bears fans, so I think it's, I think it was they they tried to push the Chicago thing, but it, I, I can uh, I don't I don't agree with you. I don't think it was filmed there at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that explains a lot. That's definitely like because it does have like a Midwest core to that show, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like it's clearly filmed in California. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to, to seeing Chicago. I haven't been to Chicago in 20 years. Um, so I'm looking forward for to exploring too. it through a show. And uh, do, do you find that the show has really strong, like, like some shows they're set in a city, but you don't really see the city. Does this show take a lot of character from the city? Do you think? I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. The, what I was mentioning before in the pilot about sort of a bunch of smash cuts they use it to good effect where that there are a number of still images that are kind of smashed in between dialogue. It's all tied into the, the plot mm-hmm. to an extent in, in terms of what they're trying to do in that first episode. But e- even beyond that, I think you do get a good sense of the city and it, you can make that argument like with broad city, the, the city's a character within, mm-hmm. within the show itself. I think maybe that, that goes away a little bit over time, but at least in the initial first couple episodes you get a good sense of chicago it made me want to go to chicago like i was like oh shoot i was i was there when i was like uh, in high school with my parents and I, and it was cool and all but i've never got to hang out 
you know, as an adult. And now this is like, I, I want to, I'm dying to go back now. So, yeah. So, so basically it sounds like to me that, you know, it's earlier on, it kind of, it's setting up, I mean, to throw in your, know, those lovely film terms, your mise-en-scene, I guess a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of goes on from there. And then, it, and then I guess it develops into that. It sounds like to me, individually, all these actors, actresses, they're getting a lot of praise here, not from you, but also from Margaret Lyons. But it sounds like to me also that there's that an ensemble dynamic that kind of develops from those unique characters and their portrayals over the course of this. Because it sounds like they're seeing that interplay in the kitchen, how it, you know, much like, you know, working in a kitchen can be chaotic, you know, living your life as part of this backdrop in a kitchen is also chaotic. So I definitely appreciate all the different kind of layers of flavor that are going to be imparted here. Oh yeah, if, if if that's if that's your jam, and I I think it is that that all that chaos and the, the cacophony overall, which I, they use the word cacophony over and over again every time I read articles about this, and it's so appropriate. It all works together. It's that managed chaos in the kitchen with people just randomly cursing at each other, but still ma- getting things done and doing a great job. Nice. <laughs> Keep saying cacophony because that is a word that is not used anywhere near as much as yep. it should be. I, I used know. to. When I taught high school, we, we would give kids like SAT words. And I remember that was one of the SAT words we would make kids learn, cacophony, because when else are you going to read that other than in the New York Times? Right, right. Or the yeah. SAT. You need it for the SAT <laughs> and to understand the New York Times. So there and you yeah, go. You know, and, and you know, if, if you're really, really stressed, you can really you know come off as being very cantankerous as well. <laughs> that was also one of the words we would <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. There's like some that you always like, you know, you know, like I mean, a plethora, you know. You're hitting all of them, Dan. You're I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure if we sat here for the next 10, 15 minutes, I bet you we could knock out like at least like 50 of the top words that are out there. <laughs> Just because like they're, they're so, we were so ingrained in that, you know, especially I think anyone who's been as part of, you know, did any kind of real prep for PSATs, SATs, ACTs, and mm-hmm. back in the day, I'm sure that they all kind of have those ingrained up here, for sure. Okay, 100%. Right. Cacophony. Yeah. So there's going to be a cacophony in this show. That's good. I, I think that's a high I, bar. I, I don't even know what to expect from a cacophony in a TV show. I, I think that, I think cacophony has to be in the title now. Of this, of this, <laughs> of this. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Without question. I can't wait for you guys to check this out. I think you're going to love it. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Yeah, definitely. Well, that happened, folks, which uh, brings us to the end of another episode of the Watch OK, Please podcast. We hope you had a good time listening to us spout more nonsense today and hope you join us next week for another exercise in utility. In the meantime, please rate and review us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just tell a friend about us. Until next week, keep on watching.